0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. I hope you guys are doing good today. Today is a good day. It's a beautiful Tuesday. We've got some spring weather. I hope you guys are getting some as well. Here in Georgia, it's kind of everywhere and, you know, really don't don't know what's happening with it, but we are here anyway, and I am excited to get started today. We are jumping into a fun topic because teaching is one of my favorite aspects of um, ministry. I love to, you know, teach and expound upon that. And if you've read the title, you know that we're we're talking about how to keep. Preteens focus during these lessons. How do we keep them engaged during a lesson? Um, and before I get too far into that, because I'll get distracted, let's talk about today's shout-out. And it's going to go to Kids Matter Magazine again. Um, and I'll tell my story time with that as well, because this comes out of reading some several of the articles um, from the magazine that that kind of pushed me and inspired me to be more engaging and more uh involved in how I present the gospel each week um, and how I prepare my leaders to present the gospel each week so um, make sure you uh, sign up for that it's great the, the the magazines are awesome it's like a bundle of joy each quarter and I enjoy getting them every single time so make sure that you sign up for that it is not it will not break your bank I'm sure um, you could figure out you could talk somebody into it but it's great. Totally worth it. Go for it. It's awesome. Um, and like I said, that was my story. Um, involve yourself in uh, things outside of your own circle to learn and grow. Like this podcast. Read books. Read magazines. Read articles. Seek out other opinions and ideas and dive into them. And Like I said let's dive into today's lesson so um, we're talking about how to keep our preteens focused in lessons Um, and so this will apply in two different ways right you as a teacher if you are the main teacher in your ministry um, it all just kind of depends on how your ministry breaks down right a lot of people's ministry look a lot of different ways because of the different cultures of their church and all that is great Um, whether you have um, one big Sunday school teacher Um, who teaches uh, a large group lesson, or you have Sunday school groups that meet and uh, there's no large group. Either way, you can equip your uh, teachers and yourself on how to present your preteens by using some of these ideas. Um, So the first one um, on how to keep your preteens focused, whether it's a Wednesday or a Sunday during your lesson, is made by having an outlet. I mean, have stuff to help them get their energy out. Um, They are humans and they can wear themselves out to some degree. Now, granted, I think preteens have a relatively limitless amount of energy i don't understand um, and wish i could um harvest some of that for myself we all know what i'm talking about you're just like how are you still how are you i don't even know you know they just they just have so much Um, but give them some things um pre-service uh to do games activities things that they can run around and be active with um, and then include some in your service as well uh, and this might be a personal thing i'm working on like changing things around in my ministry to see how that goes Maybe having a game after service or something um But have ways that so they can outlet some of that energy because you know It'll get crazy, and if they haven't been able to do anything, they'll go bonkers. And all of that goes to – I have a few uh, episodes on pre-service and stuff like that. So uh, go check those out if you want. Uh, But, yeah, make sure you have outlets for their energy. Um, Number two is have a solution for distractions, right? Have a – an idea on what to do. And like I said, I have a podcast for that one as well, where I talk about uh, discipline in your ministry. Um, It's a difficult one, but uh, make sure that your leaders are well equipped, that they know what their their role is during service time, that they know um, that if there is a distraction, how to handle it appropriately and not cause more distractions, right? I think we've all run into an issue where a disciplinary um, problem with a kid leads to a distraction because it's just handled different than it should have been, and then everyone is distracted by what's going on. We don't want any of that. And then how do you handle those distractions from the stage, right? Some distractions need a leader to go sit by them, but some of them can just be addressed. Um, and one of the things that I have found most effective is um, your the space that you occupy. Uh, before I went into ministry, I was actually uh, a, ma- a major in uh, English education. Uh, so I went through some of the education classes, and one of the things I learned um, is that there is uh, a, a general rule where the space that the speaker uh, takes is there, there's like different zones, right? So within a few feet of the speaker is a red zone where most students will pay attention, will stop talking, um, and will look up. And then there's a yellow zone where there's less like, and there's a green zone where they probably will start talking if they are. Um, little hooligans like most of our children are but use your body as a tool to prevent things from uh, getting too crazy right so if I have two students who are you know on the second row uh, I, I make sure I organize my chair so that I can be in that radius of, uh, of a few of a few feet to any student I need so if you another know acting up I'll start walking up to them and, and whatnot and usually by the are They'll quiet down. They'll look up. Um, I I also address from the stage if there's an issue. Um, And that's something I've debated for a while. It's like, is it worth addressing from the stage? Is it good to address from the stage? But I think there does need to be a level of respect and understanding for a uh, leader. And if we just let students continue to talk and leave it just to our leaders, then the students aren't going to be uh, as willing to listen when they don't think that they need to respect the leader. So if you need to address it, learn how to address it appropriately, patiently. Kindly, without embarrassing the student, because um, one, we don't want to embarrass our students, right? That's not our goal in ministry. But two, it can backfire. Sometimes, a embarrassed student is like a animal backed into the corner that will just explode, and it'll get bad. So. Um, make sure you have solutions for distractions and how you um, approach those because, I mean, that'll be your biggest focus killer is if a you know a student thinks they're funny and wants to make a joke or whatever, we all know the different situations there. Um, so handling those is important. Number three, guys, is engage the imagination. This is something that um, whenever I hear a message, it, it works well with me, is when they get me to engage my imagination. And this can be like, Um, diving deeper and kind of, you know, explaining and painting a mental picture for students about the Bible verse, right? Set the scene in their head, right? Explain what may have been going on around it. And the thing about that is that that's just interpretation of the scripture, um, and it is great for um, you know, getting their minds engaged. You're not committing heresy if you're, you know, painting a a picture of what it was like for Jesus to speak on the Sermon on the Mount, right? As long as you're not changing the words in the scripture or putting them somewhere he wasn't, right? Use that to engage their minds, right? Talk about, you know, maybe even some of the things, right? It was a cool day and and you know, yada yada. Get them to think about and place themselves in the story um, because then they'll be more inclined to listen and hear and try and imagine what it was like, right? So engage their imagination. And then, uh, throughout all of that, one of my favorite tools we use it a lot on Wednesday nights is re engaging, right? Re engage them. Uh, And my favorite method is a short video. So, a lot of your curriculums may have videos as well, and these are great for re engaging students. Um, So, the purpose of a video is not to teach students right but it is to re-engage students Um, and so on a wednesday we will i will teach the the bible story the bible aspect of the lesson we'll talk about it we'll talk about the context and what it means and then that's about seven to ten minutes and then we'll reset their uh, attention span with a video the thing about preteens especially is i give them about a minute uh per year of focus maybe cut that in half for some of my students uh especially just with today's culture um everything has to be really fast and grabby so make sure that you are resetting and a video is like a hard reset it just reboots they watch the video and then they're back to you right the focus is back on you um and then along with that re-engage throughout the lesson um make a big loud noise do something with your hands pull them back into attention with you um and all of that and then um number six guys is aid to the teaching styles aid to your teaching styles so what i mean by that is that kids learn differently um and so when you want to help preteens focus you want to make sure that you are hitting every learning style it's something that a lot of us hear and know but there's visual learners there's verbal learners there's kinesthetic learners right And so that means some people learn by seeing Better. Some people learn by hearing better, and some people learn by doing better. So um, work through those in your lesson, right? Give paint paint that mental picture with your words, right? Those visual, or I mean, those oral learners, right? The the ones that learn from your words, paint those mental pictures um, and talk through it. Give examples, right? And allow them to listen to those and create that for the visual, right? Do things, right? Um, I love, love, love uh, teaching aids like a magic trick or uh, an example, right? The Sunday, we had a lesson on how God's Word is a tool that we can use, um, and I aided that by bringing a toolbox and tools and trying to incorrectly um you know use a tool to screw in a screw right and 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 they were all you know super into it and super engaged and like no 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 that's not right and then you know you start getting them to jump hey you're doing that wrong you need to do it this way and then boom you flip it on rug pull and you've got a great object lesson for them to understand that the, the bible is a tool and we need to use it correctly and we need to use it a lot right So aid those styles. Get them hands-on sometimes. I love to do the Bible story lesson and have people act it out. Just have them there doing it and and just moving around as part of the story. But aid to the teaching and learning styles so that a student who is a verbal learner isn't disengaged when it's all hands-on. And a student that's all hands-on isn't disengaged because it's just talking. Uh, number six, I said number six earlier. This is actually number six, but ask questions, um, and engage the audience. I want the audience to, um, be alert and I want them to be ready. And so asking questions helps them get ready. And sometimes... Sometimes asking questions gets them to engaged So sometimes you have to gauge your audience. Some days they're great and they're ready to answer questions. And some days a question will set off a five minute disruption as they try and, you know, talk about R- Roblox or whatever is going on in their lives. So ask questions, um, and honestly, asking questions is an art form in ministry, right? Making sure that you ask the appropriate question at the right time to not disengage, but re-engage their mind. Um, number seven, guys, bring the energy. Um, students will directly reflect the energy that you present on stage. Um, my energy is mostly chaotic ADHD energy, but it works. We love it. There's definitely a definitive... Um, visual reaction when my energy is low uh, I'm, I'm you know extra tired on a sunday by the time i get third service i'm just barely making it through a lesson and you can see that so bring the energy if you need tap somebody else in have people ready on the side to jump in if you need somebody to fill in for you because the energy is important if a student doesn't feel like you are um, exerting the effort to present, then they may not exert the effort to listen. They would be more inclined to talk with others, get distracted. Plus, a less energetic message is less engaging naturally. So bring the energy. Have teachers that bring the energy um, and, and engage. And there's a ton of different teaching styles. So don't don't think that every that by, that by bringing the energy, I mean be hyper and and super excited, right? I have a teacher who is very um, he he's very casual, very laid back, and he just talks in a slow low manner, but he is um, very energetic in a way that he engages the audience and he asks questions and he presents it in such a unique way. Um, so uh, by bringing the energy, I mean, uh, bring the effort and the preparation. Um, and that is going to be number eight is make sure you are prepared for your lesson. Nothing will disengage your preteen sooner than you trying to flip through a page, figure out where you were, um, you know, or just reading straight from a sheet of paper. No student wants that and they will disengage in a heartbeat if you do that. So make sure You are prepared and make sure your teachers are prepared. That's something I really try and instill in my uh, teachers who teach for me is that, hey, be prepared because I can tell, and trust me, preteens can too. Preteens aren't stupid and they will see right through an unprepared leader. Last but not least, guys, number nine. Don't forget the gospel. Don't get so caught up in all of the different steps, all the different doodads, all the different things to do that you forget to present the gospel itself because the gospel is the reason we are teaching. Um, And I try to make this clear a lot, but I I say all of these things that aren't, you know – gospel-centered, right? You know, there aren't, you know, Bring the Energy isn't gospel-centered and and Have uh, Object Lessons isn't gospel-centered, but my goal in all of these things, whether it's pre-service, teaching, volunteers, my goal in all of these things is to help students Engage so that they can hear the gospel so that they can be presented the gospel so that they can learn lessons and grow closer with each other everything in my ministry is set up not to be the best not to be the most engaging not to be the coolest not to be the funnest it is set up so that i have so many different ways to present the gospel each day to connect students to leaders and to build relationships so at the end of it all guys do not forget the gospel Even if you have a five-minute lesson, and as long as the gospel is presented and students hear it and receive it, that is all that matters, guys. So do not forget the gospel at all. Um, So that is that, guys. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today. uh, As I said, there's a few other podcasts if you want to go through my whole library and see what I've got. There's there's podcasts on pre-service stuff. There's podcasts on dealing with distractions. There's podcasts on other teaching topics and stuff like that. So make sure you check those out as well. Thank you so much for watching and i hope you have a great day i said watching it's a podcast you're listening but thank you so much guys you are awesome i'm gonna see you guys monday for our nugget bye